With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for all the latest fight action. Direct from Wales in the United Kingdom. 100% live. It's Big Fight Weekly. With your hosts, Chris Hume and Stu Palmer. I'm looking to the mirror. This is episode 52 of Powerful.tv Big Fight Weekly with myself, Stuart Palmer, and my co-host and cousin, Chris Hume. How are we? Yeah, um, not bad. Um, looking forward to getting into some really good fights this weekend. Though, Stuart, I'm going to hit this off the topic before we get into anything. Did you enjoy the fight yesterday at the Oscars? I did, but The Rock could have laid the smack down on the pair of them, if I'm honest. The Rock was there. I've seen still images of uh, various Hollywood actors in there. DiCaprio even had done much. But yeah, The Rock should have uh, maybe rock bottom Chris Rock and slapped the taste out of Will Smith's mouth. But at the same time, Will Smith was defending the honour of his wife. But I still maintain it was staged. That was staged. That was staged. Yeah, you, you, you could quite easily say that. Um, I woke up this morning, uh, about, say, all four this morning, um, got my brew, sat in the kitchen, and then, uh, obviously, I, I sort of see that. I walk into that on my, on my phone, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? So, yeah, I watch it. Um, you know, it does look staged, and I, I get this whole honour with your wife. But if you're honouring Karis or I'm, I'm honouring Alison, I'm not slapping the guy, am I? I'm punching the guy. Who slaps a man? Explain to me. I don't, know. World, I don't know. Why would you? Only in Hollywood. Only in Hollywood, Chris, would that happen. Um, oh. Just just madness, madness. And can we also say, you did say prior, this episode is for the life and times of Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters, the drummer. Uh, so, so sad that over the weekend here and it is passing. They were out in Colombia, weren't they, for shows. They're doing the South American circuit, doing the festivals there. And uh, yeah, found in his hotel room dead, 50 years old, 50 years young as well. And mm. uh, it's so, so sad, Chris. And uh, I know you got to see the Foos in Leeds in 2004. And subsequently, I got to see him in 2007. 
and uh, they, they were fantastic live as good you know as good as any band I've seen and uh, Taylor epitomized the band didn't he? and him and him and Dave Grohl were so close close-knit man it's uh, it's very sad and as you said it begs the question will the Foo Fighters you know re-emerge from this will they play I, I, do, I do take what you're saying it might not happen it, it's hard going, isn't it? Because you know, they've just released a film, uh, Studio Six Six Six, which I watched on on, on the, the Saturday uh, after I found out. But I was watching it anyway; that was my plan. But um, yeah, I watched it. Uh, they obviously released the, their new album to go alongside the film, um, and obviously then this happens. You know, pretty much all within a couple of weeks, really. Yeah. I think they released the album the day before. Obviously, Tyler, you know, the situation happened. So it, it is. It's sad, and it's. It's horrible, isn't it? When you, you you see this time and time again that uh, uh, you know, I don't like using the term, but we we'll say rock star, um, and this happens, isn't it? Where it's an overdose, and it, it, it's really sad because the guy was extremely talented. You know, it wasn't just the drummer Stuart. He 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 sung songs for Foo Fighters, a cold day in the sun for one. Uh, he sung in that. Um, you obviously posted about Queen, and he did um, somebody to love by Queen, didn't he? With Brian May with him. Yeah, it's just ultra ultra talented guy, but just really, really sad. Um, I just don't, I don't know where Foo Fighters go. Dave Grohl obviously double hits, isn't it? You know, Kurt Cobain, Taylor Hawkins, and Kurt Cobain's um, anniversary is only what a week music, away. Their music's been used in sport as well. Walkout music for fighters across MMA, combat sports, oh, boxing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's one of them, isn't it? Uh, you know, so many, it's so well known. One of the best, you know, if not the best band in in rock. You know, for subsequent amount of years but yeah this this is in memory of taylor hawkins uh just uh of, of his life such a tragedy um yeah uh, chris i think are we moving on to I ufc missed, fight I night just want to throw this a person out to it because we've missed this guy brett thomas come on brett you're here hello mate hello good to have you on board man where have you been as well let us know where you've been and I think I know what your questions are going to be like. Oh, yeah, he, he's got he's got plenty, I've seen. Right. Uh, oh, will, mate. I will pull up Brett's comments. Um, oh, mate. Nice to have him back. We do have someone I don't know I've seen before on our show, Stu. David Sparks. I'm here to hear about Will Smith and Chris Rock. WrestleMania. I think it's a bit too late in the day. I think it's a bit too late in the day. You're going to see Johnny Knoxville and you're going to see Logan Paulo over the weekend on that show. Whether you like it or not. Is it Logan Paul in a new wrestling game? I'm sure I saw that. A lot, a lot I, with you Machine know more Gun than Kelly. Me. You, you know more than me on that. I, obviously, I've seen 2K22 out. But yeah, yeah, that's the story for another genre, yes. another topic. And yeah, we look forward to WrestleMania on the weekend, though. But yeah, Chris, anything else before we go into Fight Night Blades and Dalkus? No, um, let's crack on because there's uh, some... Uh, you know, all I say, awful fights. Then I'm talking about wrong. They're absolutely uh, brilliant fights. I wasn't expecting much from the card, Stuart. I was a bit like, mm. you know, with who was fighting. Obviously, I, I, I um, I'm a big Kaya France uh, mate supporter. So I really I, like that lad. You know, the, the uh, little I've seen two fights properly now. Sorry, I'm jumping in. But no, no, no. He, um, he's, he's talented. He's a talented kid. Well, I call him a kid. He's 29, but yeah, man. But we'll get into that anyway. Shoot, we'll start from um, the top. Can I just say, proceeding what we'd seen in London the previous week, like you say, you're not expecting much, but it it did deliver, didn't it? It did deliver on the whole. There's these sneaky cards, I call them. You know, you don't expect much, but you go into it, you know, like everything else, and yeah, it it, does, it delivered. Um, but we'll go straight from the top, Stuart, with Curtis Blades' win over Dirkus. 
Chris, what a what a victory. I mean, he did he caught in Dalkus, did he? He caught Blades in the first round with a good one. But yeah. what a what a shot, man. What a shot from Blades and uh, you know, solidifies where he is in the heavyweight division, Chris. You've always said this. I'm you know, sometimes is he is he overlooked with who's around him? Hmm. Um no, because Curtis Blades he's been in there with everybody. Uh bar serial gone, which he he called out this post-fight. I kind of think you should have called out Tom Ospinall because I think that fight would make a lot of sense if he doesn't get tied to Uvasa. But, you know, he's called out Syria gone. But he's been in there. Don't forget, he's been in there with Ngannou twice. He's been in there with Derek Lewis. Um, I think our very first episode was on Blade and Lewis Stewart, actually, come to think of it. He's been in there with all the top heavy hitters at heavyweight. Um, as I said, Syria gone, probably the only one, only one. And I think Miotic, who's, he obviously called out as well and not I don't think he did it on the mic I think it was afterwards but obviously Stipe was in the crowd they were former training partners as well I didn't know that until I find out more okay. on this Sunday um I I think there's still a lot to go with Blades he's still learning his craft you know I mean we all know on how talented he is as a wrestler and he's you know very good on the top and he can you know he can smash people from the top he's evolving his striking game which I feel like you know it's getting better yes he did get caught by Dirkus a few times but obviously, I, you, you saw the difference between Blades and Dirkus, who hit the hardest. You know, mm. and once Blades connected, you know, as, as eye socket, I'm assuming um, that eye socket's pro, pro, quite badly damaged to it because he connected quite solidly right on the mm. line of the eye socket. Um, Dirkus, uh, Blades has come out and said that, you know, Dirkus should go down to 205. He thinks he'd be better there. It's a lot of weight to cut, isn't it, from 260 to 205? But, you know, it's one of them. But with Blades, I'm interested to see where it goes because he has fought the who's who. There's only a couple of fighters out there he hasn't. I think you know Cyril Garn's a very good call out. Cyril Garn's a very good, a very good fighter. We've seen him against Ngannou. We've seen him against Lewis previously, and so on. Um, it's a good shout. Stipe, I think Stipe and John Jones do. I feel like that fight just seems not go away. I know Taito Vasa has called out Stipe. Um, I just think Stipe versus John Jones for the interim title. Why, obviously, Ngannou's had his surgery now and he's on the mend. That makes sense. If if you get what I mean, I think that sells more Stipe versus John Jones. And in the meantime, we could figure out Blades, Aspinall, and Taito of Arsa and figure out what we can do with them three. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. I think you said yourself that the heavyweight division is exploding. You're getting a lot of different fighters and. Uh, different styles of fighters. We're not just getting heavy punches now. We're getting, you know, wrestlers. We're getting jujitsu artists, but they're all mixed into one, and it's great to see. And a faster Stuart, a lot faster than they've ever been. I mean, I did a disservice to Aspinall, mate, when I said he was like a one eighty-five, and you're saying to me, no, no, hold on a minute, it's like a featherweight. He moves like a featherweight in there, but yeah, it's it's amazing. What a time! And you know, I remember years ago. I remember years ago when you were coming up against the top of the top, the creme de la creme in there, and you were a guy lower down. It was like, yeah, I've got a chance. Yeah, I've got a chance. Like now, it's there's uncertainty and they're going into the fights who's going to come out because I just find it's totally, uh, it, it's evolved that division. There's no question. And as you've said for a long, long time on the show, John Jones coming into mix. We're waiting. We're waiting for it. Can he, you know, can he keep his nose clean? Pardon the pun. Because it's, you know, he's lost mm. years of, he's lost years of his career, man. And no doubt there's a legacy there. But imagine, uh, just imagine how much more, you know, how many more fights he could have had. He probably could have had, a, what, another 10, 12 fights on his well, resume with all the messing yeah. about. And, you know, could be the best ever. You know, you could be putting him in there uh, alongside Anderson Silva, GSP. 
you know, and you could say he'd be the best of all time. It's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame a man so talented, a hybrid of, of the sport. Mm. Yeah, but you, you're 100% right. Um, it, his his outside discretions have sort of peeled back a lot of his MMA layers. You know, I remember the guy when he broke on the scene. I remember him against Stefan Bonner. We all remember him against Shogun Rua when he, you know, we really burst on the scene. And, and when the title, because Rashad Evans got injured, you know, we've seen him defend the title 11 times at 205, you know, a light heavyweight for other people. No one's matched that. It's just everything else in between. It's sort of really got in the way of his career, as you said. Becoming the Hall of Famer. I no doubt you'll become a Hall of Famer. Mm. No, I mean, there's no doubt that'll, that'll be the situation when he decides to call it a day. But there were so many fights he could have had in 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 a, in a, in a between like heavyweight. You know, we didn't get the Rumble Johnson fight. I think everyone would love to have seen that. There, there was a few fights at two or five that we could have seen. It's it's if he trains hard and gets stays away from all the shit, I maybe we might see something different. You know, we all know he's training with Henry Cejudo, so you know. That could help, maybe. I, I don't know what Henry Cejudo is like as a coach. I don't know what his gym's sort of like. So if anyone's out there that's listening, please tell me. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm assuming this year, Stuart. Back to Dalkus because he's obviously further down the, the, the pecking order. What, what you know, you're saying light heavyweight, but that's a big cut. What what next for him? What would be a feasible one for him? Saying that he is going to stay with heavyweight, which you would imagine. What where where for him off the back of this? It's a few losses, isn't it? It's hard to say. I mean, because UFC's heavyweight division, as we've obviously said quite time and time again, is evolving, isn't it? And these sort of fighters who are sort you would you say old school, you know, I mean that they come to bang and it's not that sort of division anymore. He was ranked tenth before he fought um Curtis Blades. After that, you got Tibera, uh, Spivak. Olyonyek, uh, Sakai, Walt Harris. Looking Ol- looking down rather than upwards for him next. Someone yeah. Lower I down. And I, they're I, all I, capable. They're all capable guys in that top 15, top 20 anyway. Do you know what I mean? And what, that's not, that's no disgrace, is it? It's just how stacked it is in there, Chris. And it's ever, all, already and all ever evolving the um, division yep. now. So it, it's you've got to come in with more than just a heavy punch nowadays. Um, you know, we've seen it time and time again. Uh, you know, look at Ngarni. He's coming as just a power puncher. You saw it against uh, Serial Garn. He's now evolving using that wrestling. And, you know, when a big guy who's got power punchers can stop using wrestling, it makes him extremely dangerous. Absolutely, absolutely. Have got any comments, Chris, before we're moving on to Grasso well, and Wood? Well, I'm going to throw in some breaths because it's been a, a long, long time. And I, I think you know where we're going with this. <laughs> I know. I know where he's coming. Jake Paul would have too much firepower for Conor McGregor in a boxing match. According to Khabib Nigamedov's head coach, Javier Mendes, also by his own coach. I don't think John Kavanaugh said that, has he? Brett's, uh, Brett, Brett's obviously heard it from somewhere. To be honest with you, Brett, you've got to look at the weight class difference. Connor is a natural 155er. And uh, I'm assuming in Jake Paul's shoot, you're going to move over the weight terms here. For 190, 190. He's in like cruiser. He's in a cruiser weight area. It's a big differential. And and, big... and and the height difference as well. Absolutely. It... Absolutely. It lends itself to him having more power. 
I keep hearing Enough. that he wants to fight UFC, uh, Conor McGregor in, in the UFC, which I, I bad idea, bad idea, bad idea, bad, 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 bad idea. Also, you guys be happy with me as I listen to Talk Sport, where Frank Warren and White's manager went head to head about Billy not promoting. What a mess that is! This is why Jake is needed. Hey, selling a fight, Brett. I agree. I agree. They, they could all take tips from Jake Paul. There's no question on the selling side of it. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But yeah, White, White knows he's getting a big payday anyway, regardless of what he says or doesn't say. You know, it's the it's the biggest amount of money he's ever going to make in boxing. Um, you know, also, if you asked, you play WWE 2K22. Good news. Logan Paul will be part of DLC coming next year. There you go, Next, next year. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't. I don't know. I, I. I think he means this year. I think that's coming out of DLC. Um, okay. I'm not 100 sure. I haven't played it. Yet. I've only watched a bit of gameplay here and there. It's, it's right. obviously more from Brett Paul. Brett Paul. Oh, I could call him Brett Paul, couldn't I? I think finally they both get get respect now in boxing. As you see, Frank dealing with them and matchroom. Both promoters slated him, and now look, they need him. Uh, you know, he's, he's done some. He's done some stuff with Eddie Hearn, Brett. To promote, you know, the girls fighting, which is coming up. I didn't know you was on new channel. Chris, Chris can allude to to the new channel. Yeah, he's sub now. I've I've got that in there. Okay, love the orange top shoe under armor. It's all how much and where is it from? Uh, this this is this is from a clearing shop in uh, Cheshire Oaks. It's like a discount place. Uh, so yeah, that's where the missus got it. Uh, I did see it in JD Sports, Brett, but obviously I got a got a better price. But yeah. You know me, bright, bright and vibrant. That's, that's what it's all about. Jake Paul needed to be at the Oscars, and he would have took him down. Chris, <laughs> uh, you know what? I it wouldn't shock me. I know he's come out and said he, he gave them both fifteen million each for a boxing fight uh, on his own promotion. So, who knows? And look, obviously, alluding to the death of Taylor Hawkins, Foo Fighters drummer, so sad. One of my favourite bands ever. I saw them in Wembley. Oh, so you've seen them as well, Brett? Yeah, me and Chris. And Probably your beginning of the yes. scenario, so there you go. You've been working hard. Nice one, mate. No, good, good. And I hope you're healthy and fit and well too, matey. All cutting that best. grass. Yeah, keep cutting the grass. Hey, good weather for it as well, Brett. It's yeah, before bet. it turns. Yeah. Right, we'll, moving we'll, on? This will be a quick one, Stuart, because uh, it, didn't, it didn't last much. Well, it didn't last very long, really, did it? Absolutely. Uh, as you can see in the headline there, Grasso sweeps aside Joanne Wood with first round submission. Yeah, it was very, it was a breeze, wasn't it, for Grasso, Chris, this one, which is a shame. We obviously want Joanne Wood to do well. Formerly Joanne Calderwood, I mean, she's been with the UFC since 2013, isn't it, Chris? I'd say she's, so, yeah. So she's had a long time, but there's a, another defeat, mate. And it, it's 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 this rock and a hard place that we always refer to. What next for her, Chris? You know, we'll, we'll sort out Grasso next, but... Yeah, or you know, native UK fighter Joanne. What, what, what next, Chris? What, what's what, what's going to happen for her off the back of this? It's it's a hard one, isn't it? Because where does she go? Because that's that's two losses on the bounce, isn't it? For for Joanne now, 
I, it, it, you've got to look. I think she maybe needs to go away. Maybe take, maybe take twelve months off, Stuart, and really define her, herself as a fighter. Really, really sort of put yourself back into you know what got you there. What was what made you hungry? Because I feel like I mean Joanne is a stand-up fighter. She's ultra talented with the kickboxing, Stuart. The Muay Thai, she's really, really good in that aspect. But when she gets taken down. You've seen it when you know, well, especially with now with Grasso's finish on it, she gets caught in submissions. Mm. Um, and it, I feel like if she went away and spent a lot of time just really getting the craft in on a submission defense, I think she'd be fine because she's got the stand up shoot and she can cause a lot of trouble for a lot of fighters. You know, she was, you know, about, what did you say 12 months ago was close to facing Shevchenko until Shevchenko it's... got injured. It's mad, it's mad then, you know, uh, Grasso was ranked ninth, Joanne Wood was ranked seventh, so that's going to, you know, that's where Grasso's going, isn't she, with that victory? And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's mad to think when you're on the precipice of fighting for a title and now, you you know, you, you're down you're down the rankings. And, you know, she's still it's still in around the top ten, Chris. It's no, there's no no mean feat, is it? But, yeah, I, I, I do just wonder how many more losses until she's cut. I don't want to get me too. I don't want to be too negative on the girl, but you got to learn from it. Surely, from a submission aspect, there's got to be a learning curve somewhere yeah. with it, or it could be her Achilles heel, Chris. Within you know, within mixed martial arts. Yeah, but the, these are these are these are fighters, Stuart. They train to be fighters. So, mm. I mean, she's in a good gym. She's in America, and there's plenty of gyms <laughs> in the USA to really go and home your craft somewhere else. And, and really get someone that you know that's a, a really good a jiu-jitsu practitioner and really home in and just just go at it because I think if once you can get that out of the way and she can learn to do de- to defend the submissions defend the takedowns she'd cause problems <clears throat> I don't think she beat Shevchenko I don't think anyone in that division beat Shevchenko personally but you know she can get herself back up and get that confidence because I think maybe that's what it is it's a lack of confidence now mm-hmm. you know two for two and I think she's seven, seven and seven, or maybe she's seven and eight in UFC now. Well, mm. as a, I think she is, yeah, seven and eight in UFC now. Uh, I, it's hard for her because you know, I mean, she's a UK fighter, and you want to get behind our UK fighters, especially after last week. But mm. it's just what. Um, maybe like I said, she goes away, really works hard on the, just the whole aspect of the, the, the grappling. I think she'll come back and she'll be just as fine. It's very, very. It's just so hard when you're in the, you know, the premier promotion in the world, isn't it? It's, it's, you know, I think Dana's because she's been there so long as well. Dana, you know, Dana's got a lot of time for the girl, but it's just uh, sometimes people hang on, don't they, longer than others in there? Too long, you know. Regardless, regardless of it, if they've lost more than they've won, you know, we've seen it over the years, haven't we? But uh, yeah, I wonder going forward what will happen there, Chris. Are we commenting? Are we moving on? Have you got anything to add before we move on? Well, move on because the next fight, Stuart, was probably the best fight on the whole card. <laughs> Absolutely. Matt Brown, long-time UFC veteran, and Brian Barberina in what was a fantastic three-round split. This is a victory for Brian Barberina, but I thought Matt Brown, there was a case for Matt Brown, obviously, you know, it's a split decision there, Chris. Yeah, it was close. I, I, I thought Matt Brown edged it from what I could see. I've only seen the highlights, you know, um, but yeah, what did you think on that one? I thought Matt Brown edged it. I thought he won the first two rounds. Uh, when I think he won the first two rounds, but I think you know towards the middle part of the second round, you can see he was ga- he was gassed, wasn't he? 
You mean don't forget Matt Brown's been in the UFC for years. The guy's forty-one, and to still keep going with people, you know, half his age, is is phenomenal and it's fantastic. And you know I mean any fighter that wants to be a fighter should look at people like Matt Brown. I think, you know, crikey, that guy is just gone and gone and gone. And he's fought the best. Don't forget. I, I think he won the first round, Stuart, but it, it could be like that to the second round because, like I said, halfway Amazing. through it, he started to gas a bit and mm. Bob Arana was starting to, you know, really pile it on him. The third round is very topsy-turvy, isn't it? But I think Bob Arana was more in control and I think he got he got more of the significant strikes in the third round. You know, he did get caught by Matt Brown, you know, because he was knackered. He was just trying to throw and try and catch him, wasn't he? I, I yeah, I'd probably say on the long line, I think Matt Brown probably did win the fight, but what a fight, Stuart. It just it was like remind me of Stefan Bonnet and Forrest Griffin in the ultimate fighter finale, where they were just you know, they just went at it. There wasn't any lull in a fight, it was just constant, just trying to get ahead of your competitor. Any way, shape, or form, land that killer blow, use the takedowns, try, you know, try all sorts, but it was so ultra competitive that they just both just went at it and that is like a it's a poster for mixed martial arts this kind of fight absolutely yeah i, I think Matt brown did enough but yeah there was all sorts in in the fight wasn't it? you know striking fantastic there was a bit of grappling bloody hell if you if you want to see what it's all about in there my word just a mixed mixture of stuff going on and you know even in a in a i think they would have gone for five rounds these two chris if not if there were six rounds seven rounds in mma I don't think Matt Brown would get past the third if that was the case. Do you think he was, think he was dead on his feet? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think I think he was getting clipped. You've watched towards the end. He was getting he was getting lit up at the end, mm -hmm. and I think a couple more. I say there was like a minute or so left in that round. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Bob Renner would have won. Bob Renner would have. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't know this, Stuart. I, I don't know if you knew this as well. That was Bob Renner's last fight on his contract. He's, um, he's kept himself in. Well, he's he's yeah. he's currently said at his post fight that. UFC ever give him a new contract or he's retiring, which which is a shame because again he's been in with some you know pretty good up and coming fighters and he's beaten some good fighters. Um, you know he's been a mainstay in that sort of below the 15, 10 mark. You know, so it, it's a shame if UFC don't give him a contract because he put a show on, you know, on the weekend and he didn't have to consider it was his last fight. He kind of just thought, well, you know, what the hell with it, you know? Or maybe that's why he went wild. He'd thought, what the hell with it, but um. Yeah, great fight, Stuart. I loved it. Fantastic. Again, you know, just the card, the cards are <laughs> the cards keep delivering, don't they? Absolutely. Anything else to add? Any more comments? Anything no. for us? Kai Cara France and Chris. Massive, massive victory. Askarov, who is, you know, was sorry, ranked second in the flyweight division. Kai Cara France was sick. Huge, huge win. Huge, huge win. Fantastic fight again, Chris. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Kai Cara France's stock definitely rises, doesn't it? Yeah, because you got to think of the, two, the, the you know the, the Askarov and Co the Cody fight. I mean, they're two big names. You know, Askarov was like you know that close to a title shot. Cody's already been a champion, and he knocked him out. Um, yeah, he's he's just getting better and better, and I like it because you know what he was smiling, and I think the the crowd loved him when they got announced the winner. I think that was as loud as it was on the weekend, last weekend at UFC London, you know. I, you could see he was smiling, he was taking it in, and he was enjoying himself. But it, it's takedown defence, Stuart. And Askroff is not like an, um, a normal sort of grappler. He, he shoots with the one leg. I, I makes you sort of 
panic because you have to sort of hop and he uses the side sweep to get you down. He doesn't go for double legs as often and he changes it that way. And I think that's what disrupts, disrupts a lot of fighters when they fight against him because they're used to thinking that, you know, oh, he's going to shoot a double leg where he goes for a single and sweeps and he's normally very good on top. But you've got to give your hat off to Kaikia France because he found a way to get up when he got tucked down. He, he snuffed a lot of takedowns as well. And when he had the chance to let himself go with the striking, his accuracy was quite pinpoint. Fantastic, from what I could see. Again, I've only seen highlights, Chris, but uh, it's just the will, the, the, the will. And then and I, I wonder, like, again, I always ask you this, who who next? Who next for Kai? Who who do you want to see? I know you're going to tell me. I can see well, that, it in your eyes. I can see it in your eyes. Already, it's already been answered. Figueroa. Oh, okay. Figueroa. Right, okay. Because right, okay. um, obviously, I don't know if you knew the rumour that they were looking for a Mourinho Figueroa 4. Which would be the first ever because we've never yeah. seen two fighters fight four times. No, um, he scratched that now, and, and he's which I think you know, I think this is fair. He's gonna, he said, you know, Kaikir France basically that can he can be the next guy in line, which I think is fair because he's paid his dues, he's beaten who's, who's in front of him. Askarov was meant to be the next guy in line after these mm-hmm. two, after Figueredo Moreno, and he's just knocked him off. So, yeah, why not? Why not Kaikir France versus Figueredo for the title? Why not? Absolutely, absolutely. Anything more to add? Anything else on this? No, I, I feel like, you know I mean, it, it, it's covered. If you want to go watch it, it's on YouTube and it's a hell of a good fight. Uh, I've seen highlight, highlights. I need to I'll, I'll watch I need to watch the whole fight but in, you know, in its entirety. Absolutely. Moving on to Mark Diakese. Yes, yeah. we are. The UK's yeah. own Mark Diakese uses his wrestling to outwit Team Alpha Male's own the Askalav Borshev. And Chris Boroshev, Boroshev, right? Okay, Bors- yeah, Boroshev. Uh, how how he needed a win, he needed a win, didn't he? He, he did, he did. I... Uh, what, what's his record? What's his record on in more recent times? Dick Casey, the Cassies. Um, I can find that one out for you if you give me two seconds. Got I think feeling he was on, he needed this, didn't he? He's five and five in the UFC, and to be fair, Stuart, he's fought Fiziev, who's the next up and comer at lightweight. Yeah, you know? um, he lost to Rafael Alvarez. Uh, he beat Lando Fanata, which is you know what I mean Lando Fanata a few yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. Stuart almost touted, shot, highly, highly yeah. touted, wasn't he at one time? Almost shot the world by uh, TKO in um, Tony Ferguson many years ago. Now um, he's five and five, so he'd be six and five now after this fight. He's, he's ranked well. I, these ranks are a bit weird. So they say he's ranked forty-four, which I, I, I don't know how that works. But um, yeah, he's you know he's lost two on the bounce. He needed this because we all know what they're like. UFC, if you lose three fights and you're not really a big pulling power, you do get the cut. So you know he's got this win. Okay, it wasn't the a normal Takeshi sort of fight, was it? It you know Mark Takeshi's known for his uh, flamboyancy and it is unorthodox sort of kickboxing and he throws some outlandish kicks and he's got known for his, his, his punching power shoot. He's heavy on his punching power. Uh, but yeah, he uses wrestling and now I thought he was clever and he was smart because he was losing, a, I think he was losing the stand-up battle a bit. He was getting caught with uh, calf kicks. So he uses wrestling. Okay, it wasn't exactly the most exciting fight, but you know, what a win's a win in this day and age and he, he desperately needed it. So any means necessary. Step into the world of power. Loyalty. 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So we, we can see where he goes after this. In the rankings, though, it's a funny one, Stuart. He's, um, 44th. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, what the hell is going on there, man? It's like, he, I, know he's had, I know he's had a bit of a bad run, but that's hmm. crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. He's, but He's below a, a one Mason Jones, actually. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> they could get matched up then. Well, you know what? I would. I don't. You know, obviously you know me. I don't like Brit versus Brit. But you know what? Why not have a Wales versus England fight? Now we yeah. can have one. Why not? Why not go for it? It's, it, it, it uh, that'd be fantastic. And you know, if they're saying about them coming back to the UK twice this year, you could definitely put that together rather than them having to fly over to America and do it because you know it'll sell better over here, won't it? But yeah, yeah, uh, big so. big win for him, Chris, because you know, years, couple of years ago, two, three years ago, he was really highly touted, wasn't he? Coming into the into the promotion, yeah, he was. He was. Um, he came on he, when he came to the UFC. He's made his debut, and he he, he, he was uh, getting taken down. He was struggling in in this first fight. I can't remember who it was against, and he came back and won with by a knockout, Stuart. And then he knocked out um, another guy that's come up my name. He was a Swedish fella, knocked him clean out. Um, but like I say, he's fought some really good fighters. So he hasn't been in with. Tin cans per se, if you want to say that. I wouldn't call it a fighter a tin can because you know you you still got to the stage where UFC is. But you know he's fought some heavy, hard fights. Like Fiziev is one of them fighters that you know his trajectory is, is straight up, Stuart. And you know he, he lost a decision, didn't get he didn't get finished by him. So maybe now he can get his confidence back and maybe utilize his wrestling a bit more and use his striking with it. But you know it's good to see another Brit win after last weekend. So he did carry the flag. Absolutely. We've had some comments in Facebook as well. I don't know, is Have it we? coming up on your end? No, it has not. We've had a few, not nothing, not, not like Mega Mega remarks. We've had uh, Alma, Almarante, La Para, Lorette saying hello. We've had Lewis Young, who we have on, you know, he's on every week with us, isn't he, watching. And Yavier Ross, Stu's the man. I'm going to downplay that one. So Yavier's at Pro Wrestling Stories. Set me up some interviews. So yeah, thank you for that, Yavier. But I'll downplay that one. <laughs> but yeah, got it on a few in Facebook as well. Chris, anything more to add? Any UFC news? Anything? Actually, anything, anything come up that you'd like to share before we switch codes? Yes, there was actually. There was uh, Jan Bohovic and Rakic have been rebooked as well. Actually, I saw that today. But um, completely eluded me now when the fight was actually booked for. I think it was July. Yeah. Let me let me just sort of have a look now. Mm-hmm. Big European dust up right there. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it, it's a big fight for Alexander Rakic. If he you know if he can get one over Blavich, he could be the next in line after Tazera fights, but. Yeah, I cannot. I can't find a date now, Stuart. It was actually funny enough, Stuart. It was meant to be last this weekend. These two were meant to fight the weekend just gone. Right, okay, right, okay. But I, I have, I have seen it that that they were matched up again and it's rebooked. I'm assuming, right, it'll be International Fight Week because they usually yeah. put on 
They usually put a few cards on, don't they? Around that yeah, time. yeah. It's always it's always chopped to the gills in it in July there over in Vegas. So yeah, yeah, no, all all the stuff going on fight week as well. I, I want to ask you this as well because I I've, I've been I keep reading it and I'm watching a few videos on Joe Rogan today. Conor McGregor versus Kamaro Usman. Fire away and tell me what you think. He's not deserving of it. And not only that, he's going to get absolutely obliterated. But it may, it's a money, it's a money game as much. It does sell, it does sell. But that's just uh, he can't get, he can't get victory. You know, he's, he's struggling. He's struggling at one fifty-five. He's not looked great as he. His striking's not what it was. His timing, as you've said, you know, because he's been in and out, in and out the game doing, and he's made a lot of money. The guy, you can't dispute it. But Usman, that's like feeding the man to the wolves. You know, it's just. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I do financially and for UFC and Dana White and everyone involved, the owners, I, I get that. It's, it'll pull in multi, multi millions. But yeah. Has Matt Shemaev's come out to do it? Uh, I think it was last week. And he is sort of alluded to the point where even if he beats Burns, and I think if he beats Burns, I think the way things are looking at it, I think Hasmat might get the next title shot after Usman and Edwards have fought. But even he's come out and said, like, I, I, I've got a funny feeling if that happens and I'm going to be pushed back for Conor McGregor. But he's also reached out to Conor McGregor, Stuart, and said, come and train with us. I think that would be an absolutely brilliant idea for Conor McGregor. Is Conor, has Conor reciprocated with that, with that offer? No, no he's too busy arguing with Henry Cejudo on oh. Twitter, right? But I think that would be, be great for Conor to go somewhere, somewhere fresh. You know, look, I, look what it's been like for Darren Till. And Darren Till looks really rejuvenated, you know, going over there and training at All-Stars Gym in Sweden. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's something he could look at, but then I think Connor's ego would get in the way of that, and I don't think he'd uh, allow himself to do something along those lines. But yeah, that, that's all I've got. That's fine. I knew you'd have, I knew you'd have some bits on the, on the news front as it pertains to UFC. But yeah, we're going to move on to the boxing. Now, we had two cards on simultaneously on Saturday, which is just absolutely daft, if you ask me. Boxer running the same night as Matchroom having a world title fight. Yeah, the, the, the mind did boggle a little bit there. But Josh Warrington is back in the win column after a loss and a draw to Mauricio Lara. And yeah, it was against Kiko Martinez, the 2-4 back in 2017. Josh Warrington beat him then. He beat him again. And just Warrington's high intensity, Chris, incredible. It's the range of shots, head, body, you name it, it was all there. But Kiko Martinez, as always, the bull that he is, he was coming at him. It was phone box territory, Chris, as you like to call it. You know, Kiko Martinez is always game. We know that. But, yeah, I felt Warrington was going to finish him early first round. And, obviously, we waited for the seventh flurry of headshots. Kiko's in the ropes. There's nothing coming back. But he did He did have a good, in the mid-rounds, he did have some good success, Kiko. I've got to be fair to him. You know, he is. It's just uh, Warrington needed it. Warrington needed it more. Because I don't know where he would have gone with a loss off the back of this, you know. So he's back. He's back where he needs to be. Kiko, Kiko Martinez is 36, 37 now, you know, um, for the who's who, especially. But I just feel it was it was Josh Warrenson's night in front of his hometown in Leeds. What an atmosphere. What an atmosphere. Broke his jaw, right? Yeah. And he and he had a bad cut, Kiko, early on as well. Yeah, the, the clash of heads, and he was really yeah. pissy about it. Um, I think that's what maybe they lost concentration in that first round, Stuart, because he was really happy with that clash of heads. Then he got played a bit dirty, didn't he? He, pushed, he punched Josh Warrington after the bell. Oh, yeah, uh, I didn't like that. But 
did you notice they, they did the touch of gloves opening the next round? So yeah, kind of yeah. forgot about, but it was a bit dirty that. I, I, you know, do, do what you need to do, but after the bell, I, I hate when that happens. He was pissed off. You, you're right. Yeah, you can and tell. He, he was angry, mate. But hold on, you're, you're a pugilist. You know, you got to you got to stick to the rules. You'll get your time to get shots away in in I those think, three minutes. I think that's what um, sort of set him off in the first round. I think as much as Josh, Josh Warrington looked very good, I think. I think that headbutt really caused a lot of aggro in his head because he was pissed off that, you know, the referee didn't pick it up. But in fighting, you know, you see it in all kind of combat sports. When you both dip down and you both get close, headbutts can happen. It's one of them. I know that Josh Warrington was using his shoulder uh, a fair bit and he did get told by the ref to stop it. Um, but that, that wasn't the case. They, they, they both came down and they, they both clashed. And I think he lost his concentration, Stuart, and I think he wanted to get that one back. But, you know, went to a bit aggressively and he got caught. And a fantastic overhand right by Josh Warrington, as well as ducking Kika Martinez's his own overhanded right, sublime. Um, but as you say, Stuart, all in all, Josh Warrington looked fantastic. You, you could tell he wanted it as well. And it's always good, you know, for, for a guy in his hometown at Leeds and then, you know, the boom of winning the title again. Uh, where does he go? Uh, I, think they'll, I think they'll fight. Uh, I think he'll be against Laura for the third time because obviously it was the, it got stopped, didn't it, for, for the draw. Uh, the second time, and he, he needs to revenge. He needs a win. So I think Laura, all being well, they can get that made again. Uh, they're going to have to go in for a third time, aren't they? Because it's, uh, it, it's yeah, it's got to, it's got to be a third. It's got to be a third fight. Has to be, has did to be you, made on that. Did you say other sayings in that in in that group? In that he's group? high. He's high. He's um, welter, and he he's at welter. Avenisian. He's a good fight. So, so yeah, well, Conor Ben, there's talks of Conor Ben, isn't there, with him, which uh, that'd be fantastic. He, you know, he's really raised his profile. I think, you know, having each needs seen that European area, but I think he will, he could be a world champion. And, you know, he's, he's boxing over here as well, as far as camp is. So, yeah, that, that's really good. But, yeah, I think Josh Warrington and Laura, that'll be the one now. Eddie Hearn will want to get that made. There's no question. There's no question of that. They've got to be out for a while. Rubber. A rubber match, if it as, as it were, if you can call it a rubber, because he's he'd be out for a, sorry, he'd be, he'd be out for a while. That jaw, though, won't he? Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's got to. He's got to recuperate from that and be passed passed by the boxing ball, doesn't he? So yeah, bit of time, but uh, yeah, I could, fantastic. You know what you're going to get with Josh Warrington. You know, if you'd have told me he would have lost to Laura, there was mm -hmm. no fan. There was no fans in. He feeds off the fans. You know, if it's in Leeds, if it's somewhere else in the UK, um, you know, I, I was it caught me off guard because I couldn't have seen him losing his undefeated record. But yeah, it'll be Laura once they can get it, get it done and made. I'm sure they'll want that on a card. But yeah, fantastic performance from Josh Warrington, Chris, and he's back. He's got world title back again, and uh, yeah, he's one of our best. He's one of our best domestic boxers. There's no question of that. Hold on two seconds. My uh, my for some reason the Alexa's going off. It's all right, mate. It's all right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
There we go. Are we moving what... on? Are we moving on? Just a quick one about Ebony Bridges winning the world title. Just a quick one. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. One. She's a world champion. Uh, Shannon Courtney. Obviously, we have had these two before and we were on the show a while back talking about them when they fall. Yeah, she'll probably face Shannon Courtney again. It'd be like a unification, unification at the weight. But yeah, she good. She did well. She did very well the other night. She got through. She's world champion now. And uh, yeah, she's living over here now as well. I think Leeds right. is actually where she's living. So she's not in Australia. Uh, she obviously feels she needs to be here. But yeah, fantastic performance from her on the undercard. And then moving on to boxer, Chris. Obviously, I've only watched this today. Richard Riappel, a huge talent in the UK, dazzles with huge KO of Dion Juma in a British cruiserweight clash. People say he's a slow starter, Riappel. But as, as it went on, Chris, you know, fourth round, huge right hand to Juma, massive punch. Uh, did well, he did well, Juma, you know, to get back up. They go go into the fifth. Again, great power punches, good shot selection. But Juma fought back, you know, he landed himself as well. But into the eighth, great shot. Juma just cannons off the ropes. It was a body shot, Chris. It yeah, was it, was a, it was it a was straight enough. shot. Yeah. It was enough, but it was enough to put him down. You know, Rapport, the build on him as well. He's a big, a big guy. Yeah, yeah. He reminds me of like a, like a smaller Frank Bruno. You know, he, he really does. He really does. But he, he's he got the talent. You can hear him on commentary. Oh, you know, he needs to pull the trigger. Um, there was a long time where he, he didn't have a fight as well through the pandemic and stuff. So he's had a couple of fights now. And uh, he's got to kick on. He'd be looking at European level, I think, in the next in the next one now. But a good domestic clash at Wembley. You know, consequently, both cards run on the same night, which doesn't which normally weird. happen. Yeah. No. Even if they'd have put this one on on Sunday, do you know what I mean? Which they have done. We've had Sunday cards, haven't we, over mm. Britain? Um, but yeah, fantastic performance from him. Moves on. We'll get to see what's going to happen with him. But yeah, just uh, you know, one one fight at a time for Rapport. He looks he looks a contender at cruiser. Doesn't look cruiser. to me like Stuart. He's going to be at uh, cruiserweight for a long time with that uh, that, that, uh, that this, the body of that. Like yeah, he's, he's set for heavyweight. You can see the frame. We see about Coley, don't we? I know Coley's a world champ. Uh, you, you, you can tell going they've got the frame, and yeah, he's a big man. Mm. And as you say, he could put that weight on. There's no question. But uh, yeah, just needs to get the rounds in again. You know, people want the knockout. Even commentary people, you know, I, I respect Adam Smith for Sky Sports. I do mm. uh, fantastic knowledge of the game. But sometimes it's, you've got to get the rounds in, Chris, haven't you? Have yeah. to get rounds, and he, he needed them. It's Two years, 18 months without a fight. It's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it definitely is, Stuart. But as you say, learn his craft. You know, as you say, as Tom Aspen has always said, Stuart, just wants some rounds, doesn't he? Doesn't want to jump, wants the rounds. No, no, that's it. And if that's you it. learn you learn about a bit more about a fighter, the more they go into the rounds, don't you? And see, you know, can they tough you know, go through that metal when they, they're under adversity and stuff like that and you need to see how good his cardio is because there's a lot of muscle on that guy you know what i mean for a you know big massive frame he has so you need to see how far he can go into deep waters and stuff so yeah one fight at a time and to see where rap paul goes but you know what should do it he's got the uh the look hasn't he oh absolutely he could you know and juma juma is a big dude as well do you know what i mean mm. they're, they're big lads they're big lads and yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. There's plenty of fights at Cruiser. Cruiser, it's good. It's good that we've got these Cruiserweights UK-based in there because it's one division where I think you can... It's not the strongest on a world level, 
we got a good chance of being very successful in there. You know, we can get the, the world titles, but yeah, I see, I see in the field Crystal Ball, Riyadh, European level. You know, someone high up in the European area next for him. I think that's the next feasible step for Richard Riyadh. And Chris, just a quick one on Savannah Marshall, who is fighting in Newcastle. She gets ready for Clarissa Shields. She's got Herman next up in Newcastle. Chris, I'm not disputing, you know, Herman's will have a good chance. She'll have a good chance, but Marshall, man, it's, I've been, I've got, it's, there's only one, there's only one person, there's only one person winning this fight. When you're as highly touted as she is, yeah. you know, with Fury, you know, I'm not saying Herman's is cannon fodder. I'm not saying that in the slightest. But she's gonna, she's gonna be too, she's gonna be too powerful. Savannah, it's gonna be too powerful for this girl. A statement victory, I think. Clarissa Shields, you know, she fought a month and a half ago, yeah, uh, and and she couldn't get the girl out because she's the Bulgarian. I think she was a Slovenian girl. Um, you know, she struggled, she struggled. Uh, Cozin, Emma Cozin, it was. It's just uh, the name just come back into into thing. That you know, she wanted she wanted to take her out, didn't she, Clarissa? But she couldn't do it, and um, I. Marshall, Marshall will beat Clarissa Shields. Do you think? So it's too a mighty, much, it's a mighty big too, call that. Too much power, and I think she's doing the MMA, she's doing the boxing. I think she's got too much going on. You know, she's more more accustomed to boxing. Okay, you know, she obviously feels she's got credentials to do the MMA. Mm -hmm. I think there's too much going on, Chris, and I think Marshall, and and it's going to be domestic for her. You know, this is where the money is. You know, Shields is going to come over. She's quite happy to come here. But Savannah, man, when you're touted by the great Tyson Fury, and you know, he oh, said, yeah. I want to spar with Savannah Marshall, it tells you everything <laughs> over male, over male boxers, you know? Yeah, well, it's, it's a good, it's a really, you know, high compliment, you know, from one of the best at it. Uh, I don't know, Stuart. I, I like Clarissa Shields. Uh, I, I mean, MMA is a bit too early days for at the moment. You know, I mean, she only lost a split decision. She hasn't been dominated per se. But, you know, that's something I'll keep an eye on. But, you know, watching a boxing, she's slick. She's a combination. She, she can do a lot of stuff. She can do a lot of stuff. I just, I think Savannah, I think Savannah's a different breed of power. I've, I've just got this funny feeling. I've got, I've got stuff wrong. I, I don't deny I have. I've called stuff wrong. But on this one, I'm sticking to it. I just think uh, it, it's just, uh, it's going to be her. It's going to be her to do it. And uh, massive, you know, massive for boxer early on in their infancy as a company mm. it's uh it's 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 a big it's a big night it's a big night she's headlining in her hometown um you know and and it did get heated didn't it after shields you know savannah's quite timid in in front of the cameras but yeah they they had a bit of a uh barney didn't they that's what you need to isn't it that's one of the barbs, fights. barbs left and right verbal barbs Ready, ready for uh, ready for that, that later in the year. But yeah, we look forward to that. We do mm. um, women's boxing. There's been some fantastic bouts, and uh, you know we've seen it in the UFC for a long, long time now. Chris, the women yeah. are the women are fantastic. They're catching up. They're catching up, Stuart. Yeah. I, no joke, they are catching up. Um, I think more so in the, in in your boxing because there's too many women in the in the UFC that yeah. just are, are complete dominate you know, dominations. Um, but you know, these the ladies are catching up in both combat sports, Stuart, and they're getting a lot of eyes, which you know, I mean, hats off, and I enjoy watching them. We'll be previewing it next week, but Triple G is back. He'll be out in Japan on the sixth, so we've got Triple G back in action at the middleweight kingpin. 
Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. There's a lot coming up. Anything UFC coming up, Chris, that you want to yeah. shed some light on? Get gone. I'm not going to shed too much because it's next week, isn't it? And I, I, our, yeah. pre- our preview show, I want, you know, it's going to be all about it. But, you know, we have got Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie. We do have PTR versus Aljo Oscar Sterlings too. And we do have Hazmat Shemaya versus Gilbert Burns on that card. Um, I want to break too much into it because I, I feel no, like, you know, no, no. it's a big conversation for next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. But, you know, I'm... I'm uh, excited to see uh, Peter Yan and uh, Aljo go back at it, Stuart, because uh, there's been, as you say, then Bob's um, the last couple of days via Twitter. There's only so. one man. There's only one man winning that. Aljamain's in for a world of pain. But I tell you what, the, the match of the night it could be could be Shemaev. It could be Shemaev with Gilbert Burns. Could not have all this of them. This is a test. And yeah. Volkanovski. Volkanovski will dispatch zombie Korean zombie as well. That's my. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I, see anything. I, he's been, he's been. When you when you've beaten Holloway, when you beat Holloway, it's just I, I just can't see it. the man. The man's going to be champion for a long, long time, I think. But hey, hold on a minute. Seen... Arnold Allen's in there. Oh, mate. hey, I'm not disputing. I'm not, uh, mate. If there's anybody who can do it, it's Arnold. He's not far away now. He's, he's on. You no. know, he's he's on the horizon, isn't he? He's on. You know, it be it be in in the front view of Volkanovski. If anybody's got the credentials, it's him. But yeah, I just think at the present time, Volkanovski, man, amazing. Well, He's been fantastic. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I didn't think at one point there was going to be anybody to match Max Holloway at all. Mm. You know, just with striking in, in general, because you know we all know how good Max Holloway's boxing is. And Ian, I'd say, uh, in my own opinion, he's probably one of the best in the UFC, Stuart, with the boxing side of things. Uh, and Volkanovski matched. But he used his wrestling, didn't he? And he used his size very well. Um, and he did things, you know. I mean, you could say in that fight, people could say Max won, Volkanovski won, especially the second fight. But it just shows you how good he's become. Um, yeah, I don't think Korean Zombie is gonna is gonna really put up much of a fight. But you know, you never know it in in, in this sport, Stuart. One thing changes things. Well, and, and MMA math is completely wild. So Juliana Pena, if ever you want to say someone who upset the odds, and there's been. Very few where the, the odds have been upset, you know, so wildly. When someone is so down, you know, on the odds, you know, when, when she's, uh, you know, the underdog by a long stretch and she's pulled out, something could happen, you know, never. But sometimes you just know, don't you? Yeah, I, I think I've got you of that one. I think the same with Peter Yan and Elder Sterling. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think Peter Yan, I think him and Max Holloway, Stuart, I think we're talking about boxing again. Them two are elite level Strikers, um, and it just shows it just shows. I, I just, I just mean, Sterling is just, uh, I think he's in for a world of hurt because I think Pity Hans when I get that knee back. Okay, so it was a mistake, and he did make a mistake, and he owned up to it. And I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna wipe the floor. I'll, I'll just mean, Sterling, Gilbert and Bur- Gilbert, Gilbert and Burns, Gil- Burns and Hans. Sound like Gilbert, sound like Gilbert and Sullivan, musicians. Maybe I just made one for yeah. him. Gilbert Burns, Gilbert Burns. It sounds like a fag flipping company. Uh, um, yeah, I, it's an interesting fight. Uh, we're going to get. We're going to see where he is. We're going to see yeah. where Hasmat is. It's 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 his time, and he's got to get that. He's got to beat Gilbert Burns, but at the same time, Gilbert Burns, he's been he's been brilliant. He's been fantastic. Yeah. A huge test, but yeah, Shemaev. Just, I think he is going to ease the one. He's, he's another one. There's several, isn't it? It's not, he's not just the one. There's several guys who were in title contention in the UFC. There's no question. 
100%. Alan, I look forward to us next week um, previewing it. And Absolutely. I'm excited yeah. Give it the full, we need to give it the full shebang in the preview next week. Right. Anything, anything to add before the closing closing out? No, I, I don't want to get a slap by Will Smith if I'm honest, Stuart. So uh, <laughs> I, might no. my, I might get on my no. bike now. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, this has been episode 52 of Powerful.tv Big Fight Weekly with myself, Stuart Plummer, and my co host and cousin Krishim. I got it right this week. I ballsed it up last week. Yeah, you called and yourself we, me. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Two, two people at once. Bloody hell. But, yeah, we will see you. It'll be next Monday, won't it, Chris, for 53? Yes. Yeah, we'll stick to Monday. And we will see you then for episode See you 53. next week. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.